0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or radio show coming to you on this. Well, I don't know what day you're going to get this. Um, I typically do these in real time. Uh, So I record the episodes and then we just give them out to you guys within usually a couple of hours. But my schedule has been funky and I have to do this today even though I don't really want to. But here we are. Um, So when you hear this, it's most likely going to be August the 14th. 2023 on a monday hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time on today's episode my friends another trip around the sun for me 40 years and 40 life lessons um i've done this episode now every year that we've had the podcast i've been writing this since i was 30 years old um to be a decade later is uh you know it's a cool thing for sure um kind of makes you realize like man you are getting older uh for sure and and we all are we all know that day by day but it's uh i don't know kind of every birthday you think about it a little bit more a little bit different especially as you get older cuz you realize you're not going to be here forever as much as i look like bruce willis from unbreakable um i'm not bruce willis from unbreakable one day i will be gone like all of you listening to and so i guess i think of that a little bit more around uh birthday time. But before I jump into the episode real quick, just some housekeeping things. One, you guys already know the JeremyScottFitness.app. If you guys want to train with me, you like my training style, you like the mobility pieces that we do, you like the programs that we share, the challenges, we give away so much free stuff uh, through all the challenges that we do. We fly at least a year, probably 10 people here from wherever you live um, to come to Scottsdale, train with us, hang out with us. That's all just part of the app, so JeremySkyFitness.app, you guys can get a week for free. If you want to stay on it's just a couple of pennies, especially if you guys buy uh, the annual package. It's dirt cheap for what we give. New stuff is loaded every single week, all my personal weekly workouts, full programs. We have Action Hero Jack 2.0 coming to you guys. We have a microdosing mobility program coming to you guys. Both of those are free inside of the app. We've only ran one premium program so far. we got a couple coming next year, but... Uh, it's been fun so far. You guys have been great. Uh, I appreciate the support, but if you guys are not sure what to do, you're looking for something new or you just want a bunch of new fresh ideas and want someone to be able to kind of, you know, bounce your goals and ideas and questions off. That's what I do in there. I answer every single question because I'm a psychopath and I give a shit about you guys. So, app, check it out, get a week for free. Links in the show notes and stay with us for all the fun stuff that we load each and every week. And you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at AG1. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh Sunday Matt Cowan's kind of Real. And I'll get to that in a second. But drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you guys your supply of free vitamin D with the K2 and five free travel packs with order one. And you guys know it's the one thing I take every single day and I never miss, especially when I travel. I'm on the road. As you're listening to this, I am actually traveling, which will be in the future, but I will be there, uh, and I, you can bet your ass I'll have my AG1 with me. So, if you struggle eating enough fruits and vegetables and all the micronutrients you need, and let's be real, all of us do, this is an easy way to not take 15 different pills. You can just take a pack, rip it, put it in some water, slam it, and you're good to go. If you don't even want to taste it, you can put it into a smoothie or protein shake. All it does is turn it green, but it doesn't taste like anything. And honestly, I I like the taste. I enjoy it. It's the reason I don't make an excuse not to take it because I don't actually dread taking it. I just put it in cold water and I'm good to go. Heather does hers a little bit sexier than me. Um, I think we share that stuff all in the app too. But if you guys are looking for like a one, you know, and done kind of, you know, nutritional supplement, this would be the one thing that I would invest in if I was you. I find it helps my gut health, boost my immunity. Uh, I do feel like I have more energy. And again, I don't make an excuse not to take it. That's probably the biggest thing. It's easy, it's fast, it's quick. And I feel better because of it. So, again, if you guys want to try it, um, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you all the free stuff. If you really want to take ownership of your health, eat real food, move your body around, and throw this into your life. But if you want a free sample, 100% on me, and you're on the fence, you've heard other people talk about it, maybe you saw a commercial about it, another podcaster mentioned it. Hit me up, wherever you get in contact with me, we will send you a free sample right to your front door. I don't care where you live, state, country, Providence, I don't give a shit, I'm getting you the free stuff. I'm literally looking across my office here, I have a huge box of about 300 samples, I just, I'm ready to give away. So shoot us a DM, 100% on me, Monica will get it to your front door, and then if you like it, you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott, otherwise ask for a free sample today. And you guys know this episode is brought to you by my friends at JLab Pro. This is where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. This is a dude I've known for over 10 years. Um, Jay is a registered dietitian. I trust him. Uh, he cares about his brand. He cares about the stuff that he puts into it. That's why we use him. So Jeremy's jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com for the protein, turmeric, collagen, or krill oils. We always have a discount code in the protein, always in the collagen, and then all the other stuff he has about five or six promos per year that we put out on our newsletter. If you guys want to be on the newsletter, just ask. We'll add you there. And uh, you can get hooked up with all the discounts from there. And you know it's from a guy who gives a shit about you and your goals. All of their sponsors in the show notes. Uh, sleeves sold separately where I get all my gear. And uh, Drive Farm Wines, Heather's favorite wine, drivefarmwines.com so Jeremy Scott Fitness. Buy a bottle, get a bottle for a penny, organic wine. And she says it's legit, so I'm taking her word for it. That, my friends, is all my housekeeping stuff. I'm going to keep this as quick as I can here because as I've gotten older, these uh, numbers start to add up. So instead of having 30 numbers, I have 40 now. And honestly, I probably started this even before I was 30. I'm trying to look and remember. I could go back. Um, shit, it's probably like mid-20s actually. So probably doing this list for 15 years as I kind of read through it. But uh, here we are. So, 40 years, 40 life lessons for you guys. And uh, if you're familiar with uh, the Mike Gundy quote um, at his press conference uh, at Oklahoma State, you know, he freaked out on the reporter who was talking shit to a young kid. And he was like, I'm a man. I'm 40. Come at me. And uh, that's kind of been my mantra for the last uh, six months, even though I haven't been 40 yet. I've been saying that to Heather and all my friends, the BJ Gadoors of the world, and my other buddies. And most of the guys I grew up with playing sports are actually older than me. Um, so it's it's kind of a fun little, you know, gif we share around. Like, I'm a man, I'm 40, which actually might be the, uh, the name of this podcast if you guys get the sports reference. It's one of the greatest rants of all time. If you guys just go on YouTube right now or go to Google and type in, I'm a man, I'm 40, you don't even have to put in the Mike Gundy. It's going to pop up, and you can see how, you know, Fiery he gets in it, and you'll understand like why I'm I'm making such a big deal about it. So with that said, over the last few years, I've kind of updated this blog, um, and hopefully, it's to drop some what I would consider you know real life knowledge on you guys to help you live a more meaningful life. And not like I'm coming from a place of I have it all figured out, and I'm super smart, and you should listen to everything I say because it's not the case. Uh, I've just made a lot of mistakes in my life. It, Specifically probably when I was younger I still fuck up now obviously Um, And that's what these are from And if I can say anything with complete transparency And I'll share the the 40th one at the very end of this episode But the older I get The more I realize like I don't know shit dude Like I really don't And you might have a parent or friend or family member Who who says they have it all figured out and, And maybe they have it all figured out But I sure as hell don't dude You know, when I was younger, I probably thought I did. You know, I'm sure when I was 16, 17, 18, I I thought I knew the world. And as you get older, you still kind of have that, you know, ignorant confidence in that you know exactly what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. But sitting here at 40 years old, like, I don't have a fucking clue, dude. Like, the things I used to think were cool, I don't think are cool anymore. The things that used to motivate me... You know, really don't motivate me anymore. And I've joked about this before with uh, fitness friends of mine who kind of do what I do. We're in this weird kind of space and world where it's like we're entrepreneurs. Most of us, you know, we own typically multiple businesses that have been birthed off of fitness. Was the backbone of what we did, and a lot of us have, you know, pivoted to different things. But at the end of the day, it all revolves around this. And you know, I used to think just being super fit and shredded was cool. I still think it's super fucking cool, but you know, like being on the cover of a magazine, I thought was like super cool and having people, you know, stop you, you know, at the gym or when you're at the pool and you're 24 years old to tell you you're in good shape. I thought that was cool. And just to see how different it is now, like when I go places with, especially with family members and friends and not like I'm God's gift to the world in terms of how I look, but I like, I keep my shirt on, you know, I don't, try to be the center of attention. I'm actually the opposite of it. I shy away from it. I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Albeit, I do it every day on the internet for a living. So it's just things like that where I used to think making it was, you know, before I even moved to Scottsdale, I'm 23 years old. And I thought like, well, if you drive a Mercedes, you're making it. And then I got here and I realized most people that drive them are broke and have no money. And so it's like, that's not really making it. And I always thought, if you live in a fancy house, you were super rich, and that's also not the case. So it's just, as you get older, you start to, I guess, see the veil of reality. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You can see behind the curtain. And you realize sometimes what you see is what you get. Like, there is people who are really financially successful and happy. And then there's people who are broke and happy. And there's people who are financially successful and fucking miserable. And there's people who are broke and are miserable. And then there's people who are, you know, happy with their body and they're not in great shape. And there's people who hate their body, but they're in amazing shape. And so it's like if there's all these things that you get this education over the years of, you know, nobody really knows what the hell we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing. It. I guess that's what I'm I'm coming up with, you know. Uh, I feel confident in a lot of the things that I've done and, and what I continue to do. But when I share these with you, it's not from a place of judgment or I'm better or I know anything. It's just... I've lived a life, man, um, like anybody else. and I've been fortunate enough to hang around a lot of, you know, different people, you know, criminals to, you know, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, entrepreneurs, people who have no money, people who have money, people from this country, people from outside of this country, people who value material things, people who value travel, and this is just a melting pot of all those things here, and uh, like like every year of my life, just to say 2023, didn't go exactly as planned, you know, would be an understatement. You know, some of it went a little bit better and some of it went obviously much worse. And I guess that's what life's about, right? Like taking your problems kind of head on and kicking the shit out of them and in turn becoming a better person of yourself. So every year on like August 13th or right around there, I kind of scroll through my social media and I see all the places I've been and the cool things I've done and the people I've met over the past 300 and 60 some days and it still amazes me how fucking badass my life is and how blessed I am to, to even do this for a living. And to say like I'm blessed doesn't really even do it justice because I'm thankful every single day I get to wake up and live my life. And it's hard sometimes because you get lost in the minutia and the bullshit of like, well, this isn't going perfect and now I have to deal with this problem. It's like that happens for everybody. From the richest, to the poorest, to the healthiest, to the unhealthiest, to the fittest, to the not fittest. Like, we all have shit to deal with. We really do. And if you can just step back from your problems in the moment and have some perspective on how lucky you are, if there's 8 billion people on the planet and you see where you rank, you'd realize if you're listening to me today and you're in relatively good health, you're pretty fucking lucky, man. And I think that's what we've found in, in life as we've made life easier. We've just created more problems out of nothing and bullshit and I think most of us already have enough and most of us already have a lot of what we need and what you're looking for odds are if you look at it a different way you you probably already have it and uh as I look through all my stuff from this past year obviously you know going through what I would consider like an injury to me which I'll, I'll talk about more in detail um a lot of my uh spine stuff I will talk with when I bring Dr. G. N. and we'll do a a deep dive in it to help you a lot of you guys were actually I want to work on a program too for that to put in the app that I think is going to help a lot of you guys kind of a in addition to this rebuilt program that we're doing I'm going to do like a a no back pain program just because I I've been through the ringer uh with it and I can say you know almost six months to the day of uh you know, having, you know, disc issues at L3, L4, l L5, 5s S1, you know, bulges and unroofings uh, with, uh, you know, like nerve clamps on there, which is fucking miserable. I feel like 100% today or really close. If I had to give it a guess, like I don't know what 100% is anymore. I'm 40 years old. I'm not 22, but I'm probably 99%. And I've noticed that for the first time probably the last couple of days. But doing an hour of mobility every single day, doing treatment every single week um, in the early stages, you know, three, four times a week. So obviously this year didn't go perfect, but that was a problem. That was a setback and I am so much better because of it as a coach, as an athlete, you know, just as a person, uh, having empathy, compassion, how much smarter I am in terms of not just if you're talking like, you know, uh, T spine, lumbar spine, but, um, hip mobility, knee, hip ankles, the power of your big toe, all the things that I dove into and had to learn over the last six months uh, is really beneficial to me for the rest of my life. And I guess it's like a blessing in disguise, right? And sometimes the shittiest things in your life become the best things. And that's what I'm driving at. And as I looked past you know, the last almost 12 months, I started thinking about all the mistakes that I've made. And the lessons that I've learned, not just in the last year, but the last 39 years. And it makes me want to share them with you guys and maybe, just maybe, help you through some obstacles and tough times that you're facing. And maybe just let you see the world through different eyes for a minute, or, you know, my eyes, if you will. So 40 years, 40 life lessons. The first one, uh, I don't believe in luck. I believe in opportunity and how well you are prepared for those opportunities when they arise. Even people who play the lottery have to go buy a ticket. Now I say that with a slight asterisk. Some things I do think are are lucky. There is luck for sure uh, involved in things, but I don't believe in it as like this, you know, magic win the Powerball bullshit. Like I've gotten lucky in some instances in my life, and I've gotten very unlucky in others. But every time like an opportune moment came up. I was ready to take advantage of it. And whether you want to call that luck or timing or source energy or the universe or unicorn tears, I don't fucking know. But you still have to be ready, even if an opportunity does arise. And I kind of do think that's what luck is. Now, sometimes, you know, if you want to frame it from afar, like, is it? am I lucky I was born in, you know, 1983 versus 1883? I think so. I don't know what it's going to be like in... 2083. But in 1983, I got to live in a pretty sweet era where I grew up, you know, without the internet, which I think was a gift, Um, playing the Oregon Trail and riding bikes and playing with your homies and, you know, not being tethered to technology and then now growing up through it and having the benefits of it, but not being, you know, married to it. Where in 1883, I'm basically on the Oregon fucking trail and I'm trying to, you know, just survive getting across the river or, you know, avoiding a snake bite. So I guess in terms of luck, yeah, I guess I do believe in it. But for the most part, I think there are opportunities that arise that you have to be ready for. Number two, life's not fair. The sooner you realize it, the better. You all know this. It's been true for a million years and it'll be true for the next million years. Nothing is fair. Number three, always tell the truth even if it's not what people want to hear. They'll be better off for it in the long run. Number four, train as if the whole world is watching and see if that doesn't help you kick ass in your next workout. Now, it helps if you have to film shirtless stuff for the internet and share it with the world and have everybody critique it. But if you don't have that same benefit, um, I do think it's beneficial. When you have an audience around, you just tend to work a little bit harder, train a little bit harder. But I look at that as like training partners too, right? Like, I give my hats off to the people who train in their garage or in their basement by themselves. Like, it's got to be hard as fuck to motivate yourself to do that when the weather's cold, your kids are going crazy, and your job is just, you know, all up in your ass. But my hat's off to you guys because you have it way harder than I do. And uh, it's even tough for me sometimes. i got to spend 30 minutes talking myself into fucking working out, which is sad. But sometimes it's just not there, and you got to dig deep. And if you pretend the whole world is watching you, Um, odds are you'll finish those last couple reps. Number five, don't focus on your problems. Focus on the solutions to fix those problems. It'll save you precious time. You can bitch and whine and complain all you want, but it really doesn't change anything. I'm not an affirmation guy. I'm a fucking do something guy. You can't just sit outside and say, you know, snow, go away. You got to grab a shovel and actually get rid of it. Number six, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I stopped worrying about if I'm being honest, probably 99% of my problems years ago, and I've been a much happier person because of it. Now, I will be honest with you, the downfall of being a person like myself, when you're so OCD type A, when there's a problem, you just try to fucking solve it. And when you can't, it drives you nuts. And so I'll exhaust every avenue I can to put myself in the best position um, to deal with that problem but it's an exhausting process, and sometimes it'll keep me up at night, or it'll drive me insane as I think about it here for hours during the day. But I only do that for, with about one percent of things. Everything else, I've I've been able to let go, and I'm way better because. because man, if I did that like I used to, I would drive. I literally would be fucking insane at this point. It would just be way too much. And I'm sure those of you out there with these stressful careers and financial situations and kids, or you know, aging parents and whatever. Uh, it can consume you if you let it. So you can't worry about things. All you can do, come up with a game plan, look at it, you know, call audibles as you need to, and then just keep moving forward in your life. Number seven, don't wait for things to happen because they never will. You got to get up off your ass and go make them happen. Number eight, the best time to start changing your eating and training habits is right now. Actually, the best time was probably yesterday, but the second best time is obviously today. Um, Don't waste your health, you guys. It is the most important thing you have. Number nine, never compare how you look to others you see in magazines, on TV, or the gym. We are all dealt a different genetic card, and our own personal bests and ideals are going to differ wildly. I can't say that enough, man. We all know comparisons the Thief of Joy. It's as true with your career and your finances and your house as it is in your body. Number ten. I read once that you're the average of the five people you associate with the most. And as I think back on my life, and I look at my life now, I find this to be scary and also to be very true. You are your circle, man. And we say this all the time on here, rising tides raise all ships, and iron does sharpen iron. When you hang around with a bunch of fucking serial killers, you become a killer. If you hang around a bunch of millionaires, odds are you're going to be a millionaire. If you hang around a bunch of assholes, odds are you're probably going to be an asshole. Number 11, you can't help people unless they're willing to help themselves. I find that you can't want to reach someone's goals more than they do. And being in this profession for damn near 20 years at this point, that's something you can take to the bank. Number 12, there is no magic pill. I wish there was, you guys, but there's not. Hard work and clean eating kind of trumps everything. So buckle up for a tough ride and enjoy the journey because... If you want a better body and you want a better life, you're going to have to work your ass for it. And as much as like a magic pill would be super cool, there's part of me that's happy that it's fucking hard, man, because that's what makes it valuable. That's what makes it important. That's what the scarcity of it makes it something that people want. If everybody could just have a six pack or, you know, run a five minute mile or dunk a basketball or make a billion dollars, it's not important anymore. It's not special. We value it because it's scarce. And it's hard to fucking do. And so we appreciate it and we respect it for those that have done it. Number 13, educating yourself is the best investment you can make. Number 14, get out of your comfort zone. Do something you are uncomfortable with or do something for the first time. And I know it's tough, um, especially because it's not something you're comfortable with. However... The best personal growth I've ever made, whether it be physically, socially, emotionally, is stepping way out of my comfort zone. And I fucking hated it, you guys, just like you do in the moment, but I'm better off for it. Number 15. Instead of bitching about what you don't have, sit back and appreciate all the things that you do have. Odds are it's much more than you think. And it's the phrase I use a lot. If we all threw our problems in a pile and we all saw what everybody was dealing with in the grocery store, at the bank, in your church, at your school, in your state, in your country, and you saw all the things that people had to deal with each and every day and then you saw your problems, for most of you, you're going to run back in and grab yours because you do not want to carry what other people are carrying around every single day. Number 16, under-promise and overdeliver. Never make promises you can't keep. This is as true for business as it is for your personal life. Number 17, at least once a year, get wasted drunk with your best friends. Ah, This one I might have to change. You know, I think it's important. Um, Obviously, if you have an addiction problem, do not do this. I'm not giving you medical advice here. I'm not saying you got to get shit faced. Uh, I can't come back from that. When I wrote this, I was probably 25 and uh, I was probably referring to the not turning where at the time, you know, we were in our 20s and early 30s and we could get shit faced and come back from it. Now, if I go have um, 10 beers, I'm probably done for three days where back in the day I could drink 24 beers and I would pee my pants and headbutt a wall and probably black out and wake up somewhere with only one shoe on. Just sharing a personal story there. Um, now I can't do that. And so... You don't got to get shit-faced with your friends, but I do think if you got a best friend, you need to see them at least once a year if you live across the country or multiple times per year or stay connected any way that you can. Your friends matter. Your family matters. You know, I don't know your relationships with everybody, but those are the things that matter most in life. When you really kind of zoom out, I don't think you're going to remember a lot of the work shit that you did. Some of it you will. Some of it you won't. And I don't know where you draw the Mendoza line of what's important and what's not important, but... I can share this with you guys. Relationships are everything to me. Without them, what's the point? Like, I don't need to live in Scottsdale, you know, if I don't have the relationships here. I could move anywhere. I could move a bunch of places where the weather is comparable and it's, you know, way cheaper. And I could probably own fifty fucking acres of property and have my own Yellowstone, you know, for the cost of my house here and have a completely different fun lifestyle than I have now, I could work way less, and I could have way more, and I could do more things, but I couldn't do them with the same people. And that's why I'm sharing it. Without doing it with these people, I don't know if I want to do it, right? Like, if I don't have Heather, like, what am I doing? Like, how fun are these trips if she's not there? Like, yeah, it's cool to go to Hawaii. And some people maybe want to go by themselves. I fucking don't. Like, I'd be cool for like a day or two. But what am I gonna do all day? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't have my best friend, like, do I want to go to, like, the Twins game by myself? I I really don't. Like, it may be cool for a little bit, but the people, it's what make everything amazing. It's like your old college bar. You probably, like, remember, like, oh, we had such fun times. Not because of the bar. The bar is probably, like, a dirty, sticky, stinky shithole. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a towny bar or it's a college bar. You enjoyed it because of the people. And the relationships. And so that's, I guess, where that one comes from. Is like, just make sure you see your friends and have fun with them. Whether you drink booze or not, it's up to you. But I I do think you should have fun with the people closest to you more often than not. Number 18, set goals with deadlines and have some accountability behind them. It's a powerful tool if you use it correctly. Number 19, this is coming from me, you guys. There's more to life than just fitness. And there's more to life than just fitness competitions and photo shoots and working out. Your life is about some type of balance that you want to have, if you want to have any. And that's not for me to judge. But the better you can manage all the things you want to do in your life, I think the happier you'll be. And I'm never going to be well-rounded. I have no desire to be. Maybe you will be. Maybe you won't be. Maybe you want to be. Maybe you don't want to be. It really doesn't matter. But your life isn't just about one thing. And you are more than just one thing, even though sometimes we get wrapped up, you know, in our career or a job or a body or being a parent or a brother or whatever, but we're all, all of us are multifaceted things. And if you want to spend 99% of your time working out, I have no problem with that. But there is probably something else out there that lights you up and will make you happy. You might have one thing, you might have two things, you might have three things, but just know your life is not just about sets and reps. And that's just, A lot for the the fitness people uh, in my life out there. Number 20. If you care about people and you love them, tell them and tell them often because they won't be around forever. Number 21. Odds are you won't regret the things that you did do, but more likely the things that you didn't do or more importantly, the chances that you didn't take, especially when you could have taken them. And the younger you are out there, the more chances I think you should take you know, take a leap of faith, try something. If you fail and you fuck up, you can always probably go back to the shit you were doing before. That's how I ended up being here, you know? And I don't know where any of this takes me. It's the one talk Heather and I have now more than ever. It's like, I don't know what it looks like in 10 years. I really don't. Uh, the fact that any of this shit has worked out and it's still working out, it just, and I mean this and I know people think I just say it, uh, it really does. It humbles me, but it, it, it blows my mind that like, this is a real thing, that this has become my life and this is what I get to do for work. So, um, take your chances, you guys, excuse me, try new things. It's, um, it's the only way you'll know. Um, and I I would hate for you to get to the end of your life, regretting the things that you, you didn't take a chance on when you could have, because at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? Be embarrassed, fail, fuck up. That's not embarrassing. Nobody cares, dude. We're in a full-on 24-hour news cycle. People remember stuff for like a day or two and then nobody gives a shit. And that's for the super, super famous ones. Everybody else, we're all just trying to live our lives. Number 22, never compromise who you are for what you want or where you're trying to go. Your most valuable character trait is your integrity. So hold on to it tightly. Number 23, my greatest successes so far in life have come from taking huge risks, like I talked about before. Diving into the unknown when you have like maybe 50-50 chance at best of, of success or failure. And it's in those sink or swim moments where you find out what kind of person you really are. And for most of you, you're not going to drown. You're going to swim. You're going to figure it the fuck out. You're going to get it done. i <clears throat> sorry. I'm on number 24 here. I'm sorry I keep coughing, you guys. We did this workout today. Absolutely just atrocious workout. We let them pick their spots. I know this is not the podcast, but if you guys care about fitness, we did this workout. It's our Sunday Advanced Metcon. um, And, oh, Lord, it was terrible. The spot that I got, I I let everybody pick. So we have 18 total spots. We had 18 total people here. Um, I just took spot 18. So the only thing left was the assault bike. Go figure. Um, And just so we're clear, the assault bike is always the answer. It's always the way to win. It's just the worst path to get there. So it's like, that's how I set these up. I think sometimes people think it's random. It's not. These are all by design. The assault, the worst path to getting there is always the fastest way you can win. You just have to be in the most pain to do it. And that's why these Sundays actually exist. So all it was is set the clock, let it run, and you have to do 250 assault bike cals. And as soon as you're done, we do two suicides. And our suicides out here are on this 300-yard alleyway that we have. So you're probably running, I would say, like a mile um, or further, give or take, um, once you're done. So you do 250 assault by cows, and it's basically a a mile run in intervals. Like on a basketball court, you go from end line to free-throw line to half court to free-throw line to full court and back every time. We do the same thing out here um, in our alleyway. And so the reason I feel so shitty is because I got stuck with a group of uh, murderers. And, uh, the one guy, his name is Jeremy Williams. He is a psychopath. He's an iron man actually, but there's something wrong with him. He's just as fucked up as I am in his head. And, uh, he got off the assault bike, 250 cows in 14 minutes or just under 14 minutes, like right around there. Now it took me 15 minutes. My boy Jeff worked that in 15 minutes too. So we're all kind of right there. Brian's like right behind us. And, When I I heard him get off, I'm like, fuck, now I'm behind. And so then I crushed the last minute so I can get it done in 15. And then I got to go outside and run and my legs don't even work. So that's where this cough is coming from. If I could have done the bike in like 18 minutes, I'd be fine right now. But the fact that this psychopath did it in 14, I didn't want to fall that far behind. And so like I talked about earlier, iron sharpens iron. But uh, here I am with this Metcon cough that's probably going to be with me the rest of the day. Back to your program. Number 24. Um, it's never too late to start anything. I don't care if you're 19 or 97, you have the rest of your life to pursue your dreams and passions. Almost anything is possible if you want it bad enough and you're willing to work your ass off for it. Number 25, don't live your life in the rear view. You can't change what happened to you last week, last month or last year. At some point, you got to get over it and you got to move forward. Otherwise, you're going to miss what's happening right now and you miss all the stuff that's in front of you. number 26, how timely. Cardio sucks, dude. Might as well just say the assault bike sucks because they're one and the same. Um, Number 27, if you're lucky enough to find a beautiful woman or man who can deal with you and all your issues, hold on to her, appreciate her, and tell her that you love her daily. Heather, I love you. None of this shit would be possible without you. And... I realize that more and more every day. I know I give you a hard time, but if I didn't, who else would? That's kind of the point of being married. You can fuck with this other person at a level that you can't really fuck with anybody else, and they can give you shit, and you can give them shit, and you can say all this inappropriate stuff, and you can be, you know, your grossest, weirdest personal self with them. And that's who I found in my life. And so anybody else out there, I hope you know you find the same. Um, I think that's really what a huge version of happiness is. And if you didn't have that, you know, I don't know if your life is, you know, as enjoyable. Number 28, treat people exactly how you want to be treated every single day of your life. And on that note, have fucking empathy, man. You know, for the people who are walking a different path than you and maybe have not figured out all the same things and are just chewing on a bunch of different stuff. It just, I don't think you can go wrong with being kind, man. You really can't. I'm not saying be a doormat, but be kind to people. Um, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I think if you believe in karma, that does come back around to you. Number 29, enjoy your health. Understand it's the most precious gift that you will ever be given. And you all know this. You're all living it. And you've all had things taken away from you or been sick or injured or hurt. And it sucks, dude. And I wish that shit on nobody. And I hope all of you, if you're struggling with something... And we can help you reach out to us. I'm happy to help you and walk you through everything. And a lot of the things that go on in life, they can be fixed, man, with just, it, it you know, surgery, and I don't know everybody's situation here, so I'm just, I'm generalizing, but surgeries and pharmaceuticals aren't always the answer. Oftentimes there's there's a different route in a, a healthier, safer, better, long-term solution and route to take. Number 30, see your life for what it is. Not worse than it is, but see it for exactly what it is. If you can do that, which many people can't, I'll ask you to take it a step further and and see your life, envision your life, if you will, better than it is. You know, have this belief in yourself that your life can be awesome if you want it to be. And put this internal demand on yourself that nobody else could. Like, you have to want it more than anybody else that will allow you to create any life that you choose or at least a better life than you have today because you can start building the life that you want but you have to do it one day at a time one step at a time one rep at a time and you have to start living it you know and not just going through the motions of your life and I think as we get older sometimes we get caught in these you know mundane routines and and things just keep just you know, spinning and moving faster and faster and faster. And all of a sudden, you know what? A year went by, three years went by, five years went by, 10 years went by, and you're like, fuck, I didn't even do that thing I wanted to do nine years ago. So take control. And sometimes just step back and do a little visualization. Visualization, I can't even talk. Visualization on what you want life to look like. A year from now, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Whether that comes true or not, who knows? But I think putting things out into the universe And seeing them and then working towards them does tend to pay off. Number 31, how you spend your time is more important than the money you have in the bank. Spend your time doing what you love, what you enjoy, and what you're passionate about each and every day, at least a little bit. It's never too late to start really loving and living your life. Think about it. What is more important to you? Like right now today, if you really thought about it, how I spend my money? Or how I spend my time. And on that note, what you value is how you spend your money and how you spend your time. The things that you spend the most time doing, you value them. The things that you spend the most money on, you value them. It's the truth. Well, Jeremy, I don't value work. You do value your work because you're spending your fucking time doing it and it's paying you money. To buy shit or pay off bills or to facilitate a lifestyle, you name it. So what you value is how you spend your money and how you spend your time. And if you're spending your time doing shit that you hate... That's not fun. The value system needs to change. And if you're spending your money on things that as you look at it now, like, well, that's really not important. Those are stupid purchases. You have to stop valuing them at the way you currently are. Number 32, have sincere gratitude every day you wake up. Take at least a few minutes each day to be, you know, for lack of a better term, mindful of your blessings. Understand most of the world would love to have your luxury problems. And I know this, and I've known this for years. Uh, when I was probably 22, not even 22, man. When I was fucking, when was that? I was freshman in college. What are you a freshman, 18? When I was 18, like right, I go to college. I think I'm the brokest fucking kid of all time. Like I really believe that. And I've shared this story before, and I had a teammate. His name was Sean, Sean was from Memphis. Sean had no TV, no car, didn't know his dad. He had two fucking pairs of pants, two pairs of shoes and a couple of shirts. And half that shit was from the, the basketball team. And I thought like I had the worst, the roughest upbringing because I didn't have a nice car. I didn't have all the electronics. I never got to take family vacations. And I thought I had it the fucking worst dude. And I met him and I'm like, fuck he is way less shit than me. And yeah, my dad is Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino and he's mean as fuck, but he loves me and I know him. She's like, he don't even know his dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a perspective there. And it's not to compare, but it's just a man like, be grateful for what you have in the world. And that was eye opening. And then I thought, I'm like, you know, shortly after that, you know, 9 11 happens and there's a lot of, you know, friends of ours in the military and these guys are going over uh, to Afghanistan and they're going to war. And I'm like, fuck, these dudes are going to war. And then I think about the people, you know, you live in Afghanistan, you were born there. I was born here. And I'm fucking mad that I'm in college going to two classes a day playing sports and they're paying for my school and I get to play video games, drink booze and hook up with chicks. And I think my life is hard. You got a kid my age living in Afghanistan fighting against the Taliban or God knows what. It's like, what the fuck dude? And I don't mean to get serious and beyond here, but most of our problems, and again, we all deal with real shit, you know, you know, cancer and, you know, divorce and death and loss and, and all these things are real and they all suck, man. But outside of those dramatic things, a lot of the shit we complain about is just luxury problems. The reality is two-thirds of the world lives on like $2 a day. Can you imagine that? My coffee right here is like fucking eight bucks. Like, Most people are living on two bucks a day. Millions of people out there would drink your toilet water today because it's cleaner than their current option. I'm that again. That's real. Like you Google this shit. You can look up. There's people out there who would drink your toilet water in your house because it is a cleaner, faster, more efficient option than what they can get because they got to walk to a dirty ass river 500 yards away, half a mile away, a mile away from where they live and bring it back to their family. And they were born there and you were born here. I guess that is luck, you know, and understand like you have so much more than so many others. And again, we all been dealt shit, and we all got problems. I'm not saying that, and I'm not trying to downplay your awful situation if you're in one right now. But for the most of us, if we really are honest, we got to find gratitude and practice, practice gratitude each and every day, and watch our life change. Number thirty three. Don't rush the seasons. This is especially for my younger people out there. In life, we get anxious and we get impatient, constantly chasing the future. We become so focused on seasons ahead, we miss the seasons that we're in with our friends, with our family, in our careers, with your kids. You can't rush your life. You just take the seasons as they come and enjoy them while they're here and be ready for the new seasons when they arrive. Number 34. We're all very similar. And I found this doing this career here over the past 20 years. We're all really similar, man. From the richest to the poorest and the struggling to the most successful. And I shared this earlier. None of us has life all really figured out. There isn't one magic day you, you wake up and say, oh, I get it. Now I'm an adult. Now I'm enlightened. Now I have it all figured out. All of us, including myself, deep down are just a kid playing adult. I really, man, I don't feel that much different from being 17 till now. I have a different value system, I'm smarter, I've been through more shit, I handle stress better, I'm a better person, but I'm just a kid, man, like I'm not an adult, and I think it's a lifelong process of failing and learning and improving, so if you feel like right now you're lost and unsure and scared and you don't know what you should be doing with your life, trust me, you're not alone. Every single one of us feels it now and then, and that's what makes us real. And that's what makes us humans, that we're all at times uncertain and we all kind of question, you know, what our purpose is and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. And I guess that's, you know, part of the fun about the journey. And as much as I love fitness and I love what I do here, I don't know what this looks like in 10 years. I don't know what it looks like next year, to be honest with you. Um, I just try to have fun and do, you know, the best I can with what I know for the people that, you know, want to work with us. And hopefully I leave the world a better place and I leave people better off, you know, knowing me versus not knowing me. And you could facilitate a community and a culture and people were healthier and and happier and better because you were around. And that's kind of how I rationalize anything that I do, because if if I don't have that, what the fuck is the point of any of this? Just to acquire money and things and stuff like I don't know. So if you got somebody who's telling you they have it all figured out, I would probably run the opposite direction as fast as humanly fucking possible because I don't trust them, dude. It's kind of like a guy with two first names. Can't really trust him. Number 35, uh, enjoy the present and every day as a massive gift because it is. Don't always fix it in the future. Please don't live in the past. Just enjoy today, right now, even the tough days because... We've talked about this before, peaks and valleys, man. The shitty days exist so you appreciate the good days. And honestly, man, like your life is not just weekends and vacations and parties and special events. Sure that makes up, you know, 5 to 10% of it, maybe 20% if you're some of our more affluent Scottsdale people here. Um, but the bulk of your existence is the other stuff. The middle 85 to 95% is your normal Monday through Friday routine. So, if you can work a job you love, or at least that you can tolerate that allows you to have like an amazing lifestyle outside of work. But if you can work a job you love, spend time with the people you enjoy, and make sure you're doing the shit that you really love to do each and every single day in some way, shape, or form. And start focusing more on kind of enjoying and loving the 85 to 95% of your life. The things like a random Wednesday night out with your wife or husband and a Thursday afternoon with your kids. and Stop working for the weekend and start loving and enjoying every day in some capacity. You know, the weekdays can be just as awesome as the weekends, you guys. I'm living proof of that. And if you do that, your whole life is going to change for the better. Number 36. Do things today your future self 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now will thank you for. This applies to most things. And again, some people have different financial beliefs. This is not financial advice. You do what you want. But I think you today would be happy paying off the debt you can. You in 20 years will be happy not to have the debt still hanging around your neck. That would be my guess. Investing for your retirement. Retirement. I think that's probably a smart idea and whatever you want to put it in, it's up to you. But I think saving for the future and investing in things and assets that go up in value and that move with inflation and that pay you money are probably a smart bet. And I think you 10 years from now will be like, Hey, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Amanda. I'm happy you did that and didn't blow your money on, you know, pull tabs at the bar or another, you know, Gucci bag or a pair of Jordans. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but Those things aren't gonna get you through. It goes the same thing for doing mobility in foam rolling. Daily practice matters. Changing your eating habits, your drinking habits, your sleeping habits so you can be the healthiest, happiest person and live the best life possible, not just today, but also decades from now. The basic phrase: if you'll make sacrifices now that most people won't, later on you'll be able to live a life that those folks would never be able to live. Or a better way to say it is if you live like no one else today, later you can live like no one else can live because you did the work up front and you created a a system that allowed you to get there. Number 37, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have a shitty day. In fact, it's normal. It's okay to let certain things make you sad. It's okay to, at times, uh, feel anxious and nervous. It's okay to have a bad fucking day, guys. Um, And I wrote this in 2020 because I thought the pandemic fucking sucked, to be honest with you. And I wrote here, I've been there in 2020 more than anyone will ever know. And the key is I didn't sit in the corner and cry about it. The rough days only affirmed how powerful like the human spirit is when you're in that kind of fight-or-flight moment. And you have a choice to fight and rise up through the shit and the bad stuff that comes your way, or you can fly away and hide in self-pity. I found out I'm willing to fight and become stronger and not just sit there and cry and whine and bitch and complain about it. That was my experience through 2020, and it's kind of carried me through to everything that I've walked through since then. You know, shit's going to happen. No matter what, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows and be amazing. Shit is going to come your way. And that's okay, dude. And it's okay to feel bad for a little bit. You just can't sit and dwell on it forever. You, You can let it plant you to grow into something else. You can't let it bury you. I phrase that all the time on here. The bad shit cannot plant you, excuse me, it can plant you so you can grow, but you can't let it bury you, otherwise you're dead. Number 38, nothing is really ours in this life. Your house, your car, your clothes, your jewelry, all the material stuff, even if you own them, like I, like I own my house, right? Like I paid for it, the bank doesn't own it, like I fucking own it. It's only mine for the moment because when i die someone else will live there and my legacy on this earth is not going to be remembered or defined by the material possessions or the things that i acquired it's just the truth man like i can't tell you what kind of shoes my grandpa used to wear i don't fucking know i don't know what kind of purse my grandma used to have um and the house that you know they helped raise me in they're gone my family doesn't own it. They don't own it. Somebody else does. We didn't talk about that stuff at their funeral. We don't talk about their, that stuff when we, we think about their memories. Those things don't even matter. They, they mean nothing in terms of their legacy and what we did. And that's, for me personally, that's why those things aren't the main driver for me. They're not the main motivator for me. They don't give me any real purpose or fulfillment, you know? We all really, at the end of the day, like all we really own in life is this moment in these moments in time. And this is my time right now, you know, to create experiences and to help people and to give back and to make memories with those that I enjoy and love being around. And I've been given some natural gifts. That's for sure. And I've worked my fucking ass off to acquire other skills. And I feel for me, and this is not judgment on anybody else. This is for me. It would be sad and tragic if I wasted those gifts only trying to acquire things and status to boost my own ego and not use those gifts and skills to make the world a better place. Now, there's no judgment on anybody here. That's just for me personally. I feel like if I use all my money and all my talents to just, you know, drive around a Ferrari and look fancy and try to sell that to the outside world, that would be tragic because that's not who I am. and That's not what I do. That's not to knock anybody driving Ferraris and, and private jets and, and selling that lifestyle. That's for a different audience. That's not what my gifts are for. My gifts aren't for that. And I feel that deep down inside my body. And that's the only way I can say it. And so I look at things as like, this is just my moment in time here. The material things are going to come and go. Yeah, they're fun. It's fun to, you know, fly first class. It's fun to stay in awesome hotels. It's fun to drive nice vehicles, but it's not the be all end all for me. And it can't be the only thing. I don't wake up at three o'clock in the fucking morning and come here and hang out with these guys because that's the goal. I would do things financially way, way different. Number 39. This is my last year's. Be the person Bob Ross would want you to be. That's a great quote. I need to put that on a t-shirt. You know what I also like? Be the person your dog thinks you can be. We have a girl here, Quinn, had it on a t-shirt, and I thought that was ingenious. Just be the person your dog wants you to be. But I do like to be the person Bob Ross wants you to be. And what I mean is give people grace and look at their life as well, to, as, well as the lives of other people, you know, through different lenses. I think in the world now with technology and social media we tend to pretend like these people aren't real. They're all real, dude. Whether you have a 1,000 people on Instagram or don't have Instagram or you got 300,000 people or 3 million people or 30 million people, you're still just a person, right? And I think with the technology, we talk a lot of shit and we say a lot of mean things because we dehumanize a person because they're not real. They're just on these platforms, but that's a person there, right? Like... I share this on here, like, I come from an era where we would fight people in real life, not on the fucking internet. So, like, you wouldn't say this shit to someone at school in the cafeteria because they double again you and start dropping elbows on your face. You know what I mean? Like, we have become detached as humans, you know, putting this shit on other people. And I think... i Am not just talking about social media? I just mean in life in general. I think when you're around different people and you just see them from afar, it's like don't judge a book by its cover, right? Because I think we're often quick to judge and criticize other people for their thoughts and their views and their actions without having any context. And without context, it doesn't make any sense. We don't know what they're carrying physically, mentally, emotionally each day. We don't know what type of situation they just came from or what they have to go home to. Now, I'm not saying, you know, give everybody a free pass to be an asshole to you. But what I'm asking you to do is think a little deeper before you judge and react. Because I think we need to stop judging others on these little snapshots of their life, as the great David Jack once told me. And if we can stop doing that, I think everybody else will be better off. But when you're judging on snapshots of life, and all you're doing is just looking at a handful of moments, it's not fair. Like if you looked at my life, you know, right? And you took a couple of snapshots of my life, there are a handful of moments I probably wish didn't happen, you know? And I think the same thing for you guys. There's probably a handful of moments that you wish never happened in your life or you would have reacted differently in the moment. And you probably would want to take them back or at least change them or you do them differently now. You know, so if you judged me and you didn't know me, you didn't listen to 600 podcasts and meet me in person and see all the things we've written and done. But you just took five pictures of my life. Me at 18, 24, 32, 36, and then arguing last week with my wife. And that's all you saw of me. You're probably like, what a fucking asshole. What a shitty person. And that's what I mean. We can take snapshots of all of our lives, all of you listening, and even myself, and be like, wow, what a fucking dick I was. Like, what a mean, awful, horrible person I was. We all have those moments. And they're they're to varying degrees, for sure. So that's why I say, if you can give people some grace and stop with the snap judgments and just be more empathetic to humans overall, we'll all be better off. And the last one, number 40, I didn't even write this down. Um, I'm probably going to have to write it out here um, for the blog that goes out. But it's just, you can't do everything. You know, you can't do all the things. I guess number 40 would be, life is too short. You know, it's like, there's like a Blink-182 song. It's like, life is too short to last long. You can't do all the things. You just don't have the time. You know, and at 40 years old, I realized that very few people can be all things to everyone. You know, like you can't have probably six kids and have under 6% body fat and be a billionaire and volunteer two days a week at your church and adopt, you know, six puppies and then obviously do a bunch of nonprofit work and, you know, visit your family all the time and, you know, never miss a board meeting. You can't do all of those things. Like no one human can do all that. Something has to give, you know, and that's, I guess what I've learned is that I can't do everything and I can't be everything to everybody. I have to pick and choose. My life is too short. So I have to really focus down on the things that matter most to me and live every day is, you know, Kind of like it's not going to be your last, but just live it with a sense of time is short. And I think all of us, as we get older, we feel it go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And so breaking up the monotony of the routine, I do think mentally helps us kind of slow it down. But that's what I've learned. Like in a day now where we live, where there's so much information, I can't be an expert on everything in fitness. It's just not possible. I can't be an expert in fitness and in finance and in real estate, and in psychology, you know, and in relationships, uh, and be super handy around the house. Like I just, I can't do it all. And you have to know that and most of you do. And you have to be okay with that. And so I would just tell people play to your strengths, you know, work on the things that you want to be competent in. But understand like life is really short. And you can't do everything. And you really got to just pick your spots. And as you get older, you got to be more selective with your time and your effort, and your energy, and where you want to spend it. And to kind of play off a, a B.J. Gador quote, you know, sometimes you're in playoff mode, and sometimes you're in practice mode. And that's kind of how you, I look at things now. It's like, okay, I can really devote my time to this. And some days I can go hard at it. Some days I, I can't go quite as hard, but I just know I can't do everything and I can't be everything to everyone. And I know a lot of the the moms out there do this Uh, A lot of people, you know, with kids, working careers, they're trying to do everything all the time. And it's just, it's not possible. And at some point, you know, the dominoes do fall. So I don't have a perfect answer for you, but just know you can't do everything and you don't have to either. And that's the beauty of it. You can really spend your time on the things that you're the best at and that make you the happiest and bring you the most joy and most meaning in your life, whatever that may be. And that might you know, shift and ebb and flow as the years uh, kind of move on. But I guess that's what I've learned, you know, at your 40, on top of everything else, it's just, Jeremy, you can't do everything. And you can't be everywhere all the time for everyone. And you have to be okay with that. And um, it's not a FOMO thing. It's more of a just this internal pull of like, what's the best use of my time? And who should I spend it with? And then You know, it's like, I think about this, and I'll let you guys go in a second. Like, every year, I get to see my dad, like, once. You know, he doesn't travel. Again, he's Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Happiest he's ever been. Take that, you know, for what it is. I see him once a year, you know, pretty much. I like him to, I'm trying to get him to move out here. If um, Heather's way better at that than me. She'll even ask him if she's dating and shit. She gets real deep in the weeds. I'm not, that's not what I do. Um, But I'm trying to get him to, to eventually move out here. And, uh, I think about that. I'm like, well, if I see him just once a year and he lives for 20 more years, that's only 20 times. It's like, fuck, that's not a lot of times. So it's like, okay, well, should I go twice a year? But if I go there, what am I giving up? Can I not take a trip here with, with Heather? Can we go see her family there? Can I go see, you know, my best friend here? Can I see my other friends, you know, over in Texas? Can I see my other friends over in Colorado? It's, and it's like, well, if I do that, I'm like, well, how do I do this for you know, all the people I work with in person. So we have these, these clients here that we work with. We have this mastermind stuff we're working on. We have the stuff on the app we want to do, but then, you know, my mom lives here and it's like, you just have so many things and you feel pulled in like 20 different directions. And I do not have an answer for you guys. I'm just sharing with you the reality of it hitting me is like, time is going quick and you got to make the choices that feel the best for you in your heart and what you value. And if that's building your career and making money, if it's raising your kids, if it's, you know, seeing your parents, if it's seeing your friends, if it's traveling the world, if it's leaving your fucking corporate job and starting your own business or doing a side hustle or adopting animals or whatever your thing is, figure it out and draw a balance where you can. And just know Everything's not going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out on the right timeline, but you have to make the best decision that you can with the information that you have at hand. And and I think of that. I no longer think of things in just in terms of years. Um, I think of it in, in terms of how often I'm going to see people and how many times I'm going to be able to do certain things. And when, when I frame it that way, like how many times am I going to go to Italy in my life? You know, I've been there. Am I going to go back? Okay, is it two? Is it three? Is it four? You know, how many times, you know am I going to watch a a sunset, you know, with my wife? Like how many more days do I get to spend with my dog? You know, I think of those things now because they come more and more apparent and it makes me realize like I can't do everything, you know, because we're all kind of running out of time. So hopefully that helped you guys. Um, Hopefully if nothing else, you got a nugget or two of uh, information out of me there that kind of helps you. Uh, on your journey. And I just think many times we get kind of caught up in our own little world and we forget what's really important and what really matters most. And that's different for all of us. And all I can say is just enjoy the journey, man, because that's what it's all about. It's about the laughs and the cries and the accomplishments and the failures and, and everything in between all along the way, each and every day, not just on vacation, not just on these you know, monumental moments, but on a random Thursday or a random Tuesday morning. And if nothing else, uh, thank you guys, you know, f- who listen to our stuff and who read these blogs and support the things that we've done here at jeremy has Got Fitness for the better part of, you know, on my own, almost 14 years, you know, 18 years in the fitness industry as a whole. And hopefully a few of these things inspired you. Um, or at least make you view the world in a little bit of a different place. And if you guys really want to give me a birthday gift, um, simply just share this podcast. Um, Share it on Facebook, share it on LinkedIn, share it on your Instagram, Uh, send it to your friends directly via email if you think it can help them. Um, Because that's it. If you think you make a difference in their day, uh, that'd be the biggest thing you could do to to wish me a happy birthday. I'm not a huge birthday person. I never come in here on my birthday. I don't like the attention. I know it sounds weird because my name's on the door, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do a party. I don't like people having to do things, you know, for me, even though I know it's a quote unquote fun thing. I just like to kind of disappear and do almost nothing and, uh, and kind of be low key. That's, that's kind of been my MO here. And that's, uh, that's what works for me. but I appreciate all of you guys, obviously without you listening and without you guys you know buying the app and you know investing in us and sharing the things that we do here, none of this would need to exist and this wouldn't even be uh, a thing that I do. So I appreciate all of you guys uh, share away. Uh, it means the world to us. Uh, if you never dropped a, a review, that'd be a great birthday gift too. If you're on Apple Podcast, drop it a five star. Leave a comment, write something nice. I'd appreciate it. If you want to drop us a Google review, I'll take that too. Those really do help our business a ton. If you're on Spotify, drop us a five-star on Spotify. I would appreciate you guys for that as well. And uh, I wish you all an amazing week. Um, As the time you're listening to this, I'm probably on the beach, hopefully having fun with my beautiful wife. I'll be back on the podcast here, I believe, on August 18th with Dr. Mike Price, I think is on the docket. So you guys will get that. This is going to come out in the newsletter as well, probably on like... August 14th on my birthday, Monday. So I appreciate you guys as always. Have an amazing rest of your Sunday. If you need anything else from me, any questions on the app, if you guys have a question about any of our sponsors and supplements, if you want a free sample of AG1, please just ask. I'm happy to share it with you guys and get you on a healthier track. And if there's any questions at all, please reach out. I reply back to every single person. If I miss it, send me the message again. I will get back to you. It might take me a day or two because I do have a lot of stuff going on, but I appreciate hearing from you guys. And uh, the more you share this, the more I'll keep pumping this out. So have an amazing rest of your day. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.